Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, host of the Boston Podcast. The show you're about to hear was actually recorded a number of months back before it was posted. Sometimes that happens due to our production schedule. Doesn't matter, though. Still a great show, and you're going to enjoy it. By the way, I'll let you in on a little secret. If you want to be a guest on the Boston Podcast, I'll give you the secret link. It's pod617.com slash invite. That's pod617.com slash invite. You pick a time for the show to be recorded. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and before long, you may indeed be a guest on on the show. Enough of my yapping. I'm with the show. Are you ready? It's your time. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like our show, I encourage you to follow it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your show. And if you'd like your own show, we produce podcasts at the Boston Podcast Network right out of our our Westwood Mass studios or anywhere in the world by way of the remote route. We'll ship you out a quality USB microphone to get you started, and we'll take care of the whole thing for you if you want to work with us. Go to pod617.com to get started. The Boston Podcast Network in Pod We Trust. Anyway, so I asked you listeners, what are you wearing? And I mean that in the spirit in which it's intended. And that is, we're going to talk about the fashion industry today because we have an awesome guest, New York-based designer. Patrick Cupid is with us in the virtual studio. Let's give him a round of applause. How are you today, Patrick? I am great. Good morning, everyone. When you get dressed up for a, a Zoom call, is there a is there any pressure on you being a designer or just kind of whatever? I mean, you look dapper. You look sharp. Thank you. Uh, there's always pressure, whether I'm going out in public, wherever it is. But I just, I, I just do. You know, I'm just myself. Right. I just try to be me always. Yeah. Easy, comfortable. That's that's the way to go. Have you always been into fashion? I have. Literally, I always still sort of, from the time I could hold a pen or a pencil, I was sketching and it was always clothes. Before I could draw people, it wasn't animals. It was, for some reason, always just clothes. I, I would read books, um, documentaries, archaeological things, watching the grandmother and I would sit down and watch a lot of old film, black and white movies and things. And there was always this interest in the clothing. There was always an emphasis on that. Even before I knew there were designers. I didn't discover there were designers since I was maybe about 13, 14. And I saw a documentary on our lag cells and it just made sense. I was like, oh, okay. I do that. Like I sew, I sketch, I do these things, you know, maybe this is what I should do. It just made sense. I don't know if I ever wore anything designed by Lagerfeld, but my first cologne as a teenager mm. was Lagerfeld cologne. It was quite nice. I haven't worn it in a while. Probably. <laughs> it was, <laughs> he had, it had a nice, so you said, you're inspired by old movies. What are we talking about? Like old, old Hollywood, like we're talking Betty Davis and Clark Gable, or what are we talking about? Always Betty Davis. Love Betty Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like black and white cinema, even some silent films. I, you know, Betty Davis, Clark Gable, Claudette Colbert, Betty Grable was probably one of the first actresses that I knew about. A lot of her films used to play on PBS uh, or like Village. I'm supposed to be asleep, but the late, 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 late. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those that remember that, they, you know, we don't get to see those anymore. But yeah. I think the first time I was inspired by a celebrity wearing something was Michael Jackson in his kind of zip up leather thing. 
it, it was not a good look uh, for it was not a good look for me to be clear, but it it, it but it was influential. Uh, by the way, I neglected to introduce my sidekick Paula Constance, who's here. again, Paula. Did you Paula? Did you get hey, dressed, did you get dressed up for this Zoom call? I did. I knew she was going to be the theme, and so I found all my most fashionable items in my in my closet this morning. So. I'm feeling like I can step out today. You look lovely. You do. You 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 got a little right. you got a little bit of bling going. I don't have any jewelry on. So we're gonna get into more of what Patrick does. And by the way, I'll tell you right off the bat, you can find his newest collection and all his stuff at patrickcupid.com. Is that do I have that right, Patrick? Just just as it sounds, right? Patrickcupid.com. Yeah, patrickcupid.com. Okay. Very good, but in order to maybe break the ice a little bit, let's let's start things off here with a round of burning questions. Just one more thing. I have a riddle for you. Answer the question. All right. A couple of questions for our guest here. First off, do you have a favorite color that you like to use when you design clothes? Midnight blue. Midnight I, blue. Midnight. Oh yeah, midnight blue. It's I think it's it, it's in every collection in some small way. A lot of designers will gravitate to black or you know default to black, and I just I don't. I think midnight blue is much more universal. Like it goes with everything. It's a little bit more sophisticated than just a navy. It's a little bit richer, a little bit uh, deeper in tone, and it doesn't matter whether you're wearing super bright colors, uh, whether it's tonal, whether you're doing it just it just it just works. Especially with naturals, like if, you know, you're you're wearing like brown leathers or cream colors or anything like it just it just works. See, I always wear three a.m. blue, and I get laughed at. I should st- st- what? Right. Let's see what what which of the following old fashioned trends are most likely to make a comeback: leg warmers, bell bottoms, or parachute pants? Oh, or um, none. Well, well, I mean, yeah, we kind of see everything in the crazy. I probably would think leg warmers might be the next thing uh, before anything else. And yeah. parachute pants, yeah, those will definitely be around again at some point and probably becoming more of a staple in fashion as opposed to just the next trend. But I think if they're going to pick up on any trend, I think le- I think leg warmers would probably be the thing. It's the only thing we've not done. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And everything, I mean, everything does come around again, usually, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so who is, in your opinion, the best dressed celebrity? Oh, uh, okay. So right now I would have to give that to, all right, people are probably going to like say this, but I, I, would, <laughs> I would give it to Kim Kardashian. Really? Um, okay. Oh, yeah. She, I respect her a lot when she does, but she's always out. She's always changing things up. Like it's a, she gives a little bit more sophistication, I think, in the way it's styled. It's not always super trendy. I think love her or hate her. Like she does have an elegance to her, you hmm. know, and she does work well. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe, maybe I'll get turned around on Kim Kardashian. I used to be pretty cynical about her fame, but she, she must be doing something right. Yeah. What, what is, what's the most complicated thing you ever designed or wore? Pants. <laughs> why, why, is, why is that? Uh, I, I think people, sometimes people it's, don't really know how much work, you know, sometimes when we see the simplest garment, whether it's like a very simple sheath dress or like a really great pair of slacks, there is so much work that goes into it from the start from their cutting the pattern to making sure that it fits. I mean, you have to fit pants 
so many times in order to get them right. Anyone who sells, who makes clothes, like fully understands and knows what I'm talking about. Because, and if it isn't balanced, if they aren't right, like, you know, they're just going to, they're, they're not going to look right. And you can't really make a pair of pants that fit perfectly on one body type, especially when you're designing and you're going out because women have different shapes. Women can be, you know, three women can be the same size, but the shape of the body is completely different. And so how do you get that one pair of pants to look fantastic on all three women who you've never met, who I'm probably never going to encounter. So it's a lot, it's a lot of work. It's, 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 it's quite a miracle challenge. See, yeah. th this makes sense because I, like when I go shopping for just jeans, say it, it's, it's yeah. difficult because I can have two pairs of jeans that the numbers are the same, the, the waist and the length, but one fits right. great and the other doesn't fit at all or looks stupid or something. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a perfect example. I mean, okay. uh, where sometimes jeans are uh, mass market, but where some designers do the work and unfortunately sometimes you have to know your body and type of your size, but you would hope that when I go into a brand, like go into this company, I'm going to pick up this pair of pants and it's going to look great and it's going to fit me well. Every but sometimes it's not always the case, but I, I try to, I do my best to make sure that's never the case. I want people to walk away confident that my clothes are going to fit. Couple more questions. Who is or was the best dressed president and or first lady? Oh, oh Michelle Obama gets that one. Hands down. I think even after Jacqueline Kennedy, I think held it in her to like, I, I think she, there's no question about that. I think Michelle Obama takes it even during President Biden inauguration. She shows up in this gorgeous monochromatic wording ensemble and everyone goes wild. You know, it's the next trend that everybody follows. I don't think this angle. She also puts in the things that are a little bit more daring. I remember she went to a, she was to a bookstore and she shows up in this bright yellow dress with these sparkling thigh high boots. Mm. You know, I don't know any other uh, first lay politician at all who's worn thigh high boots, let alone that sparkle. So yeah, <laughs> to yeah. take that Laura Bush. Right, right. <laughs> All right. And if you had to pick a theme song for yourself, Patrick Cupid, would you prefer uh, Sam Cooke's Cupid or the Cupid Shuffle? Sam Cooke. Of course. Yeah. Got to be Sam Cooke. Ever since I saw you on my calendar patrick i've had this song in my head <laughs> i mean it's this this song i it's it becomes a theme song i go places sometimes i keep like right waiting to uh, an office for me downtown and the security when they took my eyes he always and they all broke out this song really and i oh yeah it was so highly honest <laughs> well it is but i can't go away from it so there you go sam well You've, you did very well on burning questions, uh, Patrick. Congratulations. Thank you. Is it, if if you don't mind me asking, it, is it your real name? It is. It okay. is my real name. You, I mean, you, you, you were born to be uh, something elegant, famous with a name like Patrick Cupid. So I think you, you chose the right route. But so, so tell us, um, yeah, tell us about the, the, the new collection. And is it, is it sort of this sort of an evolution of things you've been working on for years or tell us about that it is I, the brand itself uh is sort of an evolution of who i am or like i'd say a culmination of who i am my experiences and what i do the current collection uh for spring summer 2023 uh, is titled wheeling and it really 
Oh, I'm sorry. So Could you say that again? On... Can you say it again? It's titled yeah. what? Lily. Lily. Right. L i l i. Yeah. Okay. L i l i. Yep. L i l i. Yep. And Lee uh, meaning uh, about three kilometers uh, in Chinese. I believe it's a measure for a distance, but it's also a play on the name Lilith, which was, according to Jigae tradition, the first female, first woman, uh, who was made in the same way and at the same time as Adam. And so it's this idea about femininity in its own right, like being self-standing and not sort of uh, sub or subsidiary to masculinity in any way or any less than that. That's where the Lilith yeah. Fair concert thing took its name from as well. I think. It does. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, uh, continue, please. So the with it, I wanted to really go into, I, I work with a lot of artists and was a curator for a little while. Um, and so that brought a lot of like contemporary artists into my life and they're still, um, one of them, Alexander Leeds from Tahiti, uh, but he's based between here, uh, in Paris and Tahiti. And uh, we were having a conversation with the last collection and he was saying, oh, you should do spots. And he starts showing me all of these exotic fish with all these spots and things. And his work is really more about taking contemporary take on what would be considered or considered primitive forms of art. Mm-hmm. And so reflecting on nature. And so sort of that, I guess, put me in the mind of thinking back to Lilith and this idea of her being eaten and then sort of breaking away, you know, from that, you know, of her own free will. The idea behind the brand is for women who are independent in their own way, whether you're a wife, a mother, a CEO, or whatever you do. It's just sort of that idea of they do what they want without really any concern for what others think or putting taking that on to themselves. Cool. Uh, and so it's just Lilith's story just sort of fit right in with the brand ethos. The colors, I'm using lilac, and there are some beautiful uh, blues and some really, really soft pastel apricot colors, painterly prints that sort of act like florals, but not quite. Um, one of the abstract prints I call spot. So it's sort of taking on the idea of the spotted fish that I got from Al and then moving them into these abstract foliate forms that sort of meander and they represent free thought and, you know, clarity of mind. Mm-hmm. On uh, your website, it says that your work uses uh, biodegradable and recyclable material. Is that, imp- and, and as local as possible, you say, is that sort of thing important to you? Even before this idea of green and sustainability, when I was, again, watching these archaeological digs and like nature programs were like a huge thing for me, right? Like I just love this planet. And so the idea of protecting it and, and doing the best it can to treat it well is very, very important to me. Also in the fact that natural fibers, natural materials are just better. Any synthetic fiber, a polymer that's made is created to mimic or is a less expensive version of what either silk or wool or cotton already does. So if we have access to it, why not just go to the source? Why not just do something that's going to be better and less harmful to them? I don't like the term sustainability because I think it's too open-ended. So I, I say that I'm more of a responsible designer and I try to be as conscious about my practices uh, from start to f- as I can. And it really... I think now is something that's really important with people as we see, I mean, we see the change in our climate, we see how it affects, we see all these different things that are going on. And with using the natural materials or even some of the synthetics, I do use them because unfortunately you can't always get away from it, but I try to use like dead stock materials that are on their last leg or that are left over, you know, so they're not just like going to waste and sort of giving them, you know, a new life 
recycled materials, I can triacetate wherever I can get it and source it from. My prints are done digitally, which is the most responsible way of printing as opposed to screen printing or doing these large blocks of prints that require a lot of water. This process does not. Yeah, it, it's just, it's important to me. Like mm -hmm. it's always going to be, no matter where the brand goes, like I always want to have um, some emphasis on taking care of the planet as much as possible. Teaching people about being taking care of the planet is also taking care of yourself. You can you can find all Patrick's stuff at patrickcupid.com. And to be clear, you can shop uh, your your designs, right, Patrick? So is your business, is that the core of your business is is selling your your items online or is, is it more getting your items into the retail stores and stuff? Tell us about that. Cause I have no idea. It's more getting partnering with retailers and getting into retail stores. We are a wholesale business model. The online is there, you know, you have to have it and people do shop, but you can find us this for a holiday. We're going into felt in Chicago. We're already with city girl atelier in San Francisco for spring, summer. We're going to be with Danielle. You can look her up at shop Danielle.com. Uh, She's also in San Francisco. Francisco. We're now looking into Summer Colony, and in Minnesota, we will be with Bumbershire. So you you only design for women, is that right? Right now, for next fall, menswear is coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, make something nice for me. I really could use a makeover. Don't you think, Paul? <laughs> Believe well, me. I think you are, I think you are pretty good. The, this, let, let's, well, I can add to your wardrobe. How's that? That sounds great. That sounds great. A lot of... Well, I don't want to stereotype, but for a lot of men, it it, it is well, fashion's tough because it, the the women I know are sort of they. It's more of a sport for them. It's it's just so much fun to cook up ideas and think, talk about what that coupled with the fact that I, my taste is just not that good and I'm colorblind, so I'm just lost. I'm I'm just lost. But <laughs> but so tell us the. The the stuff you I'm looking at the stuff you designed it it's it's very mm -hmm. elegant and I I would say maybe it has a classic feel to it to, to my untrained eye these days with you know, all these notions of gender fluidity and 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 acceptance and everything has that affect affected the fashion trend is is it possible that the men's fashion and women's fashion are actually kind of moving towards each other I don't know that they're moving toward each other. Per se, I think that there we're giving people more options and and more to wear, more to choose from. I, it used to be people way back when I just put a post on Instagram about when things were cool, right? Like when we wanted to do things because they were cool, and cool had this connotation of individualism. Like you bought something, you dressed it a certain way because you personally felt or thought it was cool, right? And it sort of fit you. So maybe it was this awkward t-shirt that everyone thought was ugly or horrendous, or maybe it was like the guy like this way back when it's like, ah, oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden everyone was following what they did. You know, we don't see a lot of that. And now it's whatever's trendy or whatever's popular. You know, Cardi B is doing it, or if Kim Kardashian's doing it, or if Taylor Swift is doing it, then everybody sort of runs out to do that, right? We don't really see as many of like the cool kids or the cool ways, just the people just sort of doing their own thing. And I think fashion is really... I don't necessarily blame fashion for that. I, I think fashion is trying to give people more of those options to find your own cool. I certainly am. I think uh, I try to focus on people as an individual. My clothing, hit the nail on the head, is classic because it's not about trend. It's not about what's hot right now or what's on trend or what the fad is. I want people to 
buy the clothes. I want them to keep them. I want them to wear them more. I want them to mix and match things in any way that, you know, they see. And that also goes back to the, to the responsive design factor, because if you really love something, you're not going to get rid of it. Like everybody's got that favorite item from no matter, no matter how old you are in high school, when you thought you were the coolest, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. You just yeah. Can't get rid of yeah. a sweet hero or that pair of jeans. You're like, I'm going to squeeze back into these. I'm going to lose them. Right. Get back in. Right. Right. And so. Those ideas, I think, resonate with me and the brand. And I try to put those into the way that I design. With the gender neutral, I think, yeah, there are some elements where I do borrow from menswear and I incorporate that into women's fashion and women's style. Not so much to make it masculine or to be gender neutral, but because there's a comfort in men's clothing. For longer we go from work to the events, whether they go wearing the same thing, whether it's a t-shirt or blazer and jeans and a sneaker and not have to change, whereas women will have to then go out and change three or four times. It's kind of unfair, right? Mm-hmm. So why not give, you know, women something that they can wear from day to night and not have to go in? Maybe they change the shoe, maybe they put on some earrings, maybe they don't, and give them that same freedom as well, where they don't have to think about, oh, is this appropriate? Is this not appropriate? Am I comfortable? Am I not comfortable? Let's get rid of that. You know, let's take that away and just give people more options. You mentioned incorporating some qualities of men's clothes. We're we're looking now at an item on your website called the layered yeah. short. I don't know if this is an example of that, but it's a pair of shorts that uh, I'm colorblind. So w- w- is that pink or salmon? Maybe I don't know. It's actually called a color called. It's sort of like a like a pinkish mauve color. Okay, and it's yeah. it's um. It's called the layered short, and it's a it's a pair of shorts. It's on what I would I would describe as out on the long side, but then there's there's a separate layer of fabric that pokes out for it looks like about two to three inches below, and that has. See, I, I'm going to be terrible at, at describing this. It's not Art Deco. What is it? It's it's almost uh, a, a, a it's a whole, it's, it's a, uh, it, it looks like almost like a Jackson Pollock painting peeking out from below the shorts, but that, th- this, this to me is very innovative. How'd you come up with this? Um, actually everything that you call that is exactly oh, right. like Shane was inspired by Jackson Pollock's work. What? Oh um, my God. Love, Check out the brain. My favorite things are of all, all right. time. Aside from, you know, this brain page, I don't hate me. That's still something. Okay. But yes. Shut up. And the short is inspired by menswear. Um, the idea from those came from seeing the guys walking down the street with the, you know, oversized basketball shorts. And now they're wearing the, um, impression garments, sort of like the sort of crop, the bicycle shorts, you know, sort of like Below, underneath yeah. it. And you sort right. of see that double layer created mm-hmm. and that's what it was so i was like you know what I, it, they're walking around it, it reminded me of the men wearing sort of those puppy shorts and the elizabethan period where they would have like the tight the stockings beneath them and sort of an updated version of that and it was just something very elegant about the way uh the fabric draped and the way that it sat on the body with this other layer coming out underneath it and i was like wow and wonder if i could do a more tailored version of that for women. And yeah, and this is this is what we got. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I have a shred of fashion sense after all. We are, before we depart, we're going to play a round of good stuff where Patrick, myself, and Paula will all recommend something good to, to brighten your day. Could be anything. So stay tuned for that. Before we do that, let me take just one minute to remind you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. It's pod617.com is where you go if you want your own podcast. A podcast is a great way for a professional, an entrepreneur, a business owner 
or whoever you are to connect with your audience. You invite them to be a guest on your show and they'll be very impressed at the radio quality product that we help you put out. You could be the star of your own show. Produce it in our Westwood Mass studios or remotely anywhere around the globe. We'll send you out a quality USB mic to get you started. Go to pod617.com to begin. It's the Boston Podcast Network. In pod, we trust. All right, let's play a round of good stuff. All right, good stuff. Now, in fairness, Patrick has had all of like 17 minutes to prepare for this, so cut him some slack. But um, you, get, you get to go first, Patrick, because you're the guest. So, what oh, great. What you, sorry. What do, you, what do you have to recommend to our audience? Uh, I'm going to go with House of Dragons. I sort of, you know, I just came back from Paris and I was like fighting with my tablet, my computer to get my HBO going so that I could watch anything new or I guess uh, prequel Game of Thrones or anyone that's a Game of Thrones fan. So if you yeah. haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. Um, the characters will, you will love them, will hate them, will frustrate you just like they did in games. It's, it's good. All right. I'm glad you give it a thumbs up. I started it and I forget why I stopped, but I have to go back to it. I was a Game of Thrones fan, but the thing is, I think the reason I stopped it is I wasn't in the right frame of mind. And I think for, for Game of Thrones anyways, you really had to pay attention because there's like yeah. four different worlds going on. And to the point, to the point where I went online and found the best, it was like a map. It was a map, but it had all the characters' names on it. There were like three dozen characters. Like, how are we supposed to keep track of all this stuff? So, House of Dragons, I want to start. I want to start fresh. And but I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. We we could all use some more dragons in our lives. Yeah, Paula, what do you have to recommend to our audience? Hey, today's theme is fashion. I came up with a fashion quote, oh, not cool. my own. Okay, but someone else's cool quote, and this is what it is. And think about. Yeah, think about it and see how you feel about this. Okay. Style's a way to say who you are without having to speak. Mm. It's yeah, I love that. I absolutely positive. Yeah, I, I love that. And it, it's, 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 I believe in that wholeheartedly. I probably need to put that down somewhere. Some oh, wait, point, wait so. it was your quote. Yeah, that's what we have to say. I found the exact perfect part. Thank you. Yeah, that, that it is. I was like, I'm pretty sure I wrote that down somewhere. It's true. We walk into a place and people will see you and they, they unfortunately, in this world, get judged on what we look like. You know, how you dress speaks volumes. Yeah. You know, so like put a little care into it, put a little, put a little bit of love in it. Yeah, and there's... You know, me personally, after this interview, I'm going to make sure I look a lot cooler when I leave. <laughs> but, you know, you, you yeah, you talked about being cool, Patrick, and, and I admit it it does come down to that. I think at the end of the day, we all want to look cool, but but that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And I think at the end of the day, I agree with you, Patrick, that it it it, it is about expressing yourself. It's it's That's why I, I hate how when they're on the the runway at the the Oscars and it's like, who are you wearing? Well, I'm wearing Donna Karen. I'm wearing this part, this designer, that designer. Unless when they say Patrick Cupid, that I'm going to stand up and salute. When they say you're wearing, we got to get there. Right. But, 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 you know, that it, 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 sometimes it just seems like the celebrity just, well, I just signed up with this guy because I just went to over here. I like to describe my style as lucky casual. I stole that from actor John Krasinski. He says his style is lucky casual, meaning he throws a lot of stuff on and if he gets lucky, it works out nice together and it kind of looks cool. But but 
the the cool thing about it is you can find something that suits you on on Fifth Avenue in New York or Newbury Street in Boston, but also at Marshall's and also at the Nordstrom. Find something that's comfortable to you and speaks to you. I always try to be a little different, which sometimes makes me look like an idiot. But that's what's kind of fun about it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but that, it should be fun. I mean, getting right. dressed, again, it is an expression of who you are, right? And so we can't always take ourselves too seriously. You know, we have to be daring. We have to try something a little bit fun. And, and you're right. It does not matter where it comes from. I mean, you know, when I was ever, even still now, like I... Don't think I've ever, I've, well, maybe a handful of times I've, I've gotten to a retail store and bought a coat. Like I would go to thrift shops and buy coats because they get these gorgeous, like really, really well made that were anywhere from five to 30, right? And people would stop me, oh my God, I love that coat. Where'd right. you get it? You know, and, and if it was a bag, yes, I'd splurge on it because, but it doesn't really matter. Sometimes the coolest, most innovative people are spending next to nothing or they're making things up at home just because they can't quite find what it is that they want. So what, however you do it, however you wear your clothes, however you dress it, just make sure it's you. I mean, make sure it reflects who you are and that you're having a good time. Get, as long as you're comfortable, it makes you smile. Then you don't, have, you don't have to worry about it. And people will respond to that. Like you will always look great if those two things are taken care of first. See, Patrick Cupid walks into a thrift shop and finds something and wears it. And tomorrow they're doing it in Paris. When I do it, I just look like a guy that well, shopped at a thrift shop. Well, we have to go, but um, check the show notes for all the info on where to get in touch with Patrick Cupid and learn more about what he does. In the meantime, if you like our show, follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your shows and go to pod617.com. If you want your own podcast, you can be the next big podcast star. On behalf of Patrick, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Take away.